This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Brother Raphael, we are going to start at Genesis chapter number 6. Genesis 6. And um, verse number 5. And um, maybe in a certain type of way, Elder Hayward was speaking to our young people Wednesday night. My kids learned a lot, and I appreciate you teaching the Word of God to them uh, Wednesday night. And I quiz our kids every time they go to class and ask them, what did you learn? And um, they begin to, Evan, for about 15 minutes, brother, he began to tell me about the word of the Lord and what they had learned. And maybe this message spurned from what he told me that came out of you. I don't know. Um, but then I begin to, uh, Thursday night, the Lord spoke to me a, a simple thought. And uh, hope with the help of the Lord that we can accomplish his good work here today. Amen. I know you've been standing for quite a while up and down, but if you won't mind standing for a couple moments longer as we read the word of the Lord here today, we're going to start at verse number five, Raphael. Verse number five, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination, everybody say every. Guess what that word every means? It means every. <laughs> And everybody, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only, that's a unique word right there, was only evil continually. Um, That word was in there is italicized in the King James. And what that means is they have added that word. So if you use, take that word was out of that scripture, and every imagination of the thoughts of his heart only evil continually only evil continually and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart and the Lord said I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth both man and beast and creeping thing and the fowls of the air for it repented me that I have made them and verse number 8 But Noah found, somebody say that word, grace. Are you thankful for the grace of God? He found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and these are the generations of Noah. The generations could not come if grace wasn't there. Verse 9 could not be accomplished if the Lord didn't, if, if Noah didn't find grace. The eyes of the Lord, and these are generations of Noah, was a just man and perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. Everybody say amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I want to give honor to Brother Luke Stumbo here today, playing the keyboard with us. And for us, let's give him a good hand. Tremendous young man of the Lord. And um, he is, he graduated from Indiana Bible College. His mom and dad are missionaries to Russia. And um, he decided not go not go back to Russia. He was pretty much raised in Russia, from what I understand. And um, he went to Indiana Bible College and graduated. Now he is going to Tennessee, I believe. 
to help a church in Tennessee. So we're honored that you're here today, amen, helping us with your talents and your gifts. Amen. Amen. We're so grateful for that. Amen. That Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In the context of this scripture here today, I hope to bring to you a thought that you can do it. Pretty simple. Um, I'm a simple man with simple thoughts. So I want to preach to you today just for a little while that you can do it. Look to your neighbor and say, you can do it. Now, I will say this. This is not a motivational speech. <laughs> I am not somebody that you're going to pay $50 to go here. And, and then uh, how many ever been to a motivational speaker sometimes? And, and um, I went to a large event. at uh, It was the old Market Square Arena, and they had all these speakers come in. And it was free, but then they get you motivated to buy stuff. I mean, is there anybody else that got motivated to buy something after you're hearing a motivational speaker? Um, maybe I am in some way a motivational speaker here today, but uh, the only thing I'm selling is Jesus Christ, okay? So the only thing that I, I hope you can take away today is something from the presence of the Lord. The Bible says to buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord, and I began to comp- contemplate this scripture, and... and uh, it, Y'all can help me after service if I'm thinking of this wrong, but I begin to, I have read this scripture, I don't know how many times through every Bible study I've taught, everything I, I, I find um, this scripture and I have it highlighted, I got notes around this scripture, I have a lot of thoughts. But the Bible says, but Noah found grace. That means he was looking for something. The word but there, B-U-T, what that means, that word also could be used with another word, and. Everybody say and. It is the proper English word perhaps for the word but. It says and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Let me tell you today, if you're searching for the Lord, you will find grace. I said you will find grace. The Bible says that God saw the wickedness upon the earth. And that it was great. And that every imagination and every thought of his heart was only evil continually. Everybody say continually. And it, the Lord says, I have repented that I have even made man. I, I am so sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired of, of all the stuff. And it grieved him at his heart, the Bible says. And the Lord says, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, and creeping thing and the fowls of the air. For it repenteth me that I have made them. Now, Noah, we take that words from the Lord. He's saying, I, I wish I didn't have even made man. But Noah, was Bible says, was a perfect and upright man. So the same things that the Lord was frustrated about, Noah had to be frustrated about. The very thing. That caused God to say, I am tired of man's shenanigans. Tired of their wickedness. I'm tired of the trouble. I'm tired of the, of the cost. He says, I, I'm repentant. I have made man. So Noah was a just and perfect and righteous man, the Bible says. Therefore, he had the mind of God. So Noah would look at the situations, look at the wickedness of the world. 
Look at all the things that are going around in his family. Look at all the backbiting, all the lying, all the stealing, all the cheating, all the killing, all the things that were going on. And no doubt, Noah was frustrated as well. We find that Noah was that righteous man. Then it says, and Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. When nobody else lives for the Lord and nobody else is doing what they ought to do, and nobody else is, 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 is praying. And nobody else is worshiping. Nobody else is, 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 is witnessing. Nobody else is being a disciple. When nobody else is giving, nobody else is showing up to something, I wonder if we can look to the Lord and he, you can find the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace is not necessarily unmerited favor. What it is, is when you dedicate your life to the service of the Lord, the Lord gives you what you need to accomplish His will. That's what grace is. Grace is God's gift to you to allow you to accomplish His will. Now, Noah was a righteous man, a perfect man. And he says, man, this world's getting rough. I don't know if I can live another day. I don't know if I can live for the Lord, and it's getting tough. But he looked to the Lord and looked into the eyes of the Lord, and he found something. I said he found something. He found grace. He found strength. He found something that God could only give. Find that many times in our life we will look high and low for strength. Many of us will look to strength in this world, but you ain't going to find it. You're going you're gonna to look to strength in people, but you're really not going to find it. Because people are inconsistent and fickle at best at times. I know at times we try to be right and we, we do everything, but sometimes our flesh gets in the way and we fall short every once in a while. Somebody say, don't, how many with me? You fall short every once in a while. We're not perfect. But when I am not perfect, I look unto the Lord and say, I have found grace. I can accomplish the will that God has set before me. Allow the devil to condemn us, or we can look unto the Lord and find grace. We can find grace. Noah was a man, like I said before, in verse number 9. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. And in that moment, there is a clash, if you will, of the will of God to say, I'm going to destroy man, but I have a righteous one. I want to destroy man, but there's someone that is, that is doing the work that I have called and sent him to do. So he says, I'm going to call on Noah to build an ark. I'm going to call on Noah to build something to save his family. Uh, people will have an opportunity to get on that boat, but I'm going to have Noah build something. I, I wonder why Noah looked to the Lord and found grace, because in that time of grace, and God said that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. So God, Noah saw that grace, and he needed that grace, because what the task was coming to, upon him, he was going to need that grace that God was ready to give to him. The Bible says that Noah was called upon by God to build an ark. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms thou shalt make in the ark and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And we understand that whole story. I don't want to necessarily go into the details of building the ark, but the only way Noah could build that ark is if he found the grace in the eyes of the Lord. 
It's interesting to me that Noah found the grace before he built the ark. He needed that grace before he built the ark. He needed that, 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 that strength before he built the ark. I'm here to tell you today, we need, that's why we got to be at the face and at the feet of Jesus. Because I don't know what God is calling me to do tomorrow. But if I find grace in his sight today, that grace will give me what I need to accomplish his will. Today, the title today is You Can Do It. It's exactly what it means. I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. That is grace. That is, that is power. That is, that is a gift from God extending itself to you to accomplish His will. Here's the problem. Many of us, many of us find grace in the eyes of the Lord, but then we get intimidated to build. We get intimidated to build. There are not many Noahs in today's time. There are many people that see and feel the grace of God, but they allow their circumstances or their life or the obstacle that God has called us to do to stop us from doing the work of God. We understand and we appreciate the grace of God, but it's so easy to jump on a ship of somebody else's built. I said it's easy to jump on a ship with somebody else's built. But God in this house and in this place, God is looking for a group of Noahs that's to say, Lord, I see your grace and whatever you want me to accomplish, I will build what you have called me to build. We started this church. It never really dawned on me that I was like a Noah because I needed grace. I didn't know how to build a church. I've been around church growth, and I've been around through leadership training. I've been through a lot of different things, and I've been uh, uh, with revival churches. But in order to do it yourself, it's just a little bit different. So I had to have the spirit of Noah just a little bit and say, Lord, I know it's going to be tough, and I know what you've called us to do. But I found grace in your eyes, and I will build exactly what you want me to build. Go to Philippians chapter number 3. Philippians chapter number 3 says this, verse number 17. Actually, let's go back to verse number 13. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before I press towards, I almost feel like Noah's writing this. He says, I, I counted not myself to be apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things and the, and the humanity that is beside me and around me and what's going on, but I'm going to reach forth unto those things which are before. I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded and if any uh, if in anything ye be otherwise minded God shall reveal it unto this unto you nevertheless somebody say nevertheless whereto we have already attained let us walk by the same rule and let us let this let us mind the same 
thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose whose God is in their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working. Everybody say working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm here to tell you today and trying to exhort that you can do it. You can make it. You can be what God has called you to be. It's time to unbury or take off the, the coffins of our talents. Take off the peel back the cover of our of, of, of our things that God that God has gifted us and see the grace of God. And God will give you the strength to be what He has called you to be in the face of the enemy. We will do that. The Bible teaches us. That Noah was that perfect righteous man. You say, Pastor, I'm not righteous. I'm not perfect. You know what? Um, what he was trying to say in that scripture. Yeah, Noah was perfect. I, I'm not saying that he was right all the time and he, he, he did everything perfect, but what he was, he was like David. He was a man after God's own heart and he was in a perfect pursuit of Jesus. I wonder if there's anybody in this house to say, I'm in a pursuit for the Lord. I may not get it right every day, but my heart and my soul was cried out and said, I'm pursuing Jesus. Pursuing the Lord. The Bible says in Psalms 127, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh, but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, and to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. Lo, children are a heritage of God, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of the mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, for they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. I preached on this scripture a few weeks ago. But in the first part of verse number one, it says, Except the Lord builds the house. Except the Lord builds the ark. Except the Lord does what he has set out to do. We can, we can try to shun our gifts and shun our talents, shun our work for the Lord. But I'm here to tell you today, it's not really about my gifts. God, just use what I have. I return it unto you and let you do your perfect design in my life. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3. 2 Timothy chapter number 3, verse number 14. But continue thou unto things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. 
through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And here's verse number 17, that the man of God may be perfect. Somebody say perfect. You have to go through some things to perfect the man. Perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. I wonder if there's a Noah in the house to say that I just don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to just go through what everybody else is going through. I don't, I, I, I don't want to be uh, just, just jump on somebody else's bandwagon, but I, I want to be a man or a woman of God that says, God, show me what I can do. Show me your grace to accomplish your will that is set before me. Where is the Noah's in this generation? find it interesting and very uh, powerful at the same time. There are those that are Noah's, and then there are those people that will just jump along and jump aboard something else. And there is a time and place for each one of those people. But I'm looking for a time or somebody that will stand up and say, I want to be a Noah I want to stand in the face of the enemy and uncover the gifts and the arrows that the Lord has given me and stand in the face of the enemy and say, I'm going to build something for the Lord. Second Peter chapter number 3, verse number 3, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers. It's interesting. Can I just be really real here today? I don't know how to say things other than just say it, so just take it for what it's worth. There will be scoffers within the church, and there will be scoffers within the world. But we can't allow the scoffers to keep us from doing the work of God. That's why it's important to look in the face of God and find grace to accomplish His will. That there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts or desires, selfish ways, and saying... Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, in other words, since the fathers died, our ancestors have died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Verse number 6, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. Talking about the times of Noah. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. What is it talking about? It's talking about the last days. There are going to be people that are going to scoff. There are going to be people that are going to make fun. But where are the people that will look unto the face of God, find the grace of God, and say, I will still do in the face of this world, in the face of, 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 of laughter, in the face of scoffers, I will still stand upon the word of God. It's something that is very evident in our kids' life that they don't know how to deal with people that make fun of them by the way they live, by the way they dress, by the way we encourage their attitudes. And they don't get it right all the time, but it's up to me to make sure 
that they are corrected, that they are pushed in the right direction. And then when they do something right, we encourage the right and we discourage the things that they're not doing right. What are we trying to do? It's trying to teach them that there is favor and there is grace in the eyes of God in the midst of peer pressure, in the midst of, of, of heartache, in the midst of, of people making fun of. I'm wondering if somebody will have a determination in their spirit and say, ah, thank you, Lord, for the grace of God. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy, and I will never give up. I will never give in. I will never falter when it comes to doing your work and your will. Second Peter, those were cautionary words to speak to his people about how to deal with the scoffer, how to deal with the things in the face, or how to, to understand what to do in the face of that lie, in the face of torment, if you will, or the face of confusion. In Noah's time, God was looking upon the earth and saw that it was corrupt, that all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. God said in verse number 13 of Genesis 6, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. I'm in a, a little bit of a place of a question in the scripture here today. That yes, Noah was found perfect and righteous before the Lord. I, I, I truly believe that Noah prayed every day. Believed that he, he fulfilled the call of God every day. I believe that he repented every day. Because you can't be found righteous unless you talk to the Lord every day. And he perhaps gave sacrifices unto the Lord, which we see and know in Scripture. He, he surrendered his life to the Lord. And he, he did whatever God had asked him to do, but in that time of even being perfect, in a time of surrendering his life every day, in a time of, of getting everything right, perhaps all the time and the best that he knew how, in that time of, of giving all, he still needed grace from God to do the work of God. It's not a very complex thought here today. But God is dealing with people in this church, even in this room. And you lack the confidence to fulfill the work that is in front of you. Perhaps you don't know exactly what it is at this point. Maybe you don't understand exactly where God is leading you. But I'm here to tell you today, if you look into the eyes of God, God will give you and gift you the grace of His Spirit to accomplish the work that is set before you. I find no matter how old or how young people are, there is people that lack self-confidence. I find that even I go to visit somebody or you go to talk to somebody and there's this overwhelming sense of insufficiency. 
There's this overwhelming sense that I don't know if this is really what you want me to do. I don't know if this is really what you expect of me. I, I really don't know. And we try to get approval from each other to be able to do what God has called us to do. I'm not looking from the approval from anybody around me. I need to look unto the Lord and seek His approval and say, God, I know that you've called me to do this. And your word said, Noah, found grace in your eyes. So I need that same grace. I need that same strength to accomplish your will. I need that. What I'm saying here today, and I'm not going to be very much longer, feel as though, that we're at the, and I said this last week, that we're in the middle of this year. And uh, I'm not satisfied, nor will I ever be satisfied with where we're at as a church because God is always pursuing us. God is always challenging us. God is always pushing that mark, pushing that thing forward to strive after. We press towards the mark, God. Press towards the mark and the prize. And we, we, we constantly pursue. Sometimes we feel as though that we can't. And you're right, we can't. <laughs> we can't accomplish everything that God has called us to do on our own merits or on our own accolades or on our own understanding. But God has put people around us to say, I'm going to extend to you grace, but I'm also going to extend to you people that can help fulfill the call of the Lord and the call that I have given, given you. We find through the rest of chapter number 6, establishment of the ark. Verse number 18, I'll read verse 18. But with thee will I establish my covenant, and thou shalt come unto the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons' wives with thee. And then verse number 22 rounds off that chapter and says, Thus did Noah. I have it underlined in my Bible. It says, according to all that God commanded him, so did he. And we can get excited about that scripture. And we can get pumped up about that scripture. And while Noah did exactly what he was called to do, he built an ark. It took him a hundred years to build an ark. The ark was not built in a, in a moment. It was not built over, over just a, a one-week period of time. It was not on an assembly line in a factory. But Noah had to fashion the tools, and he had to fashion the wood. He had to fashion everything to build that ark and hold it up and put it in a place that it could be exalted when the water would rise. I'm here to tell you today, I don't know if Noah had it all worked out. All he knew is that I see God. God speaking to me, and God has extended grace to me, and that is all I need to accomplish His will. I've heard a word, and I've seen grace. I've heard a word, and I've seen grace. I've heard a word, and I've seen grace. God will give me what I need to accomplish His will in these last days. I know this is not a 
Well, I have one more scripture, then I'm going to close. Luke chapter, let's go to Matthew chapter number 24. Let's go to verse number 37. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the last days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day of that Noah entered into the ark. And he knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field and one to be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the mill and one shall be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. Verse number 43, but know this, that if the goodman of the house had known in, in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be also ready, for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh, who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season. I'll stop right there by just saying this here today. Come to a close. If you want to stand with me, I'm done. The Lord is coming. I said the Lord's coming. Verse number 35 says, heaven and earth are going to pass away. But his word's never going to pass. We used to play a, play a game as kids. It's called hide and seek. Have you ever played hide and seek? And the person, Brother Barkley, is the only one that played hide and seek. Still does. Played last night. And people would go out and hide. The brother Ernie, the guy that was that was held back, he'd close his eyes and he would count to whatever. I don't know why we told the kid to count to a hundred. We could run further away, I suppose. Then I thought he count, counted by tens because there's no way he counted to a hundred by ones. But we, the person that would hide or the person that would count. And then he would scream out with a loud voice, ready or not. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you're hiding behind. I don't care if you're standing in the spotlight in the middle of a room, ready or not. Here I come. The Lord speaking to Noah you're a righteous man perfect in your ways tired of this world Noah's like you know what Lord I'm tired of it too I'm sick and tired of it the Lord says ready or not I'm coming Noah I'm going to destroy this earth I'm tired of it we're going to do something different Noah says you know what Lord I'm tired of it too but I don't know how I can accomplish what you're telling me to accomplish. The Lord says, look on me. Look on me. And when Noah looked upon the Lord, he found something that he needed. And that was grace. 
his favor to accomplish. You say, Pastor, I, I can't, I don't understand everything there is in the Word of God. I don't understand, I don't understand everything there is, and, and I don't know how to accomplish what the Lord has put in my heart to accomplish. And, but the Lord says, Look on me. Look on me. How many times we begin to look at somebody else? But when we look at somebody else, it will actually cause more discouragement. But we look unto Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. We look to him. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord. We find grace. We find strength. Here's what we're going to do this week. And I, Monday, Tuesday, even Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the church is going to be open from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. for prayer. My father will be here every night. Of course, many of us will be here Wednesday night from 6 to 8 p.m. We're going to pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.